0: You're listening to NapaBroadcasting.com. Welcome back to NapaBroadcasting.com. The subject of sexual exploitation and trafficking of children is often a difficult subject to speak about. And yet if those that care don't speak of it, who will? Who will stand up for those children? In about a month from now, on Friday the 24th of April, the organization New Day for Children will be presenting a concert and fundraiser at the Lincoln Theater. Today we're going to talk about that event the need for its efforts, and why, even seemingly an idyllic NAPA, we should care about these issues. Joining me to talk about it, I'm joined by Doug Ernst and Tracy Calkins of Mechanics Bank. Both are very involved in the event and the organization, and they've been kind enough to come in and uh, tell us a little bit about it today. Tracy, Doug, thanks so much for coming in.
1: Happy to be here. Great.
0: Well, thanks so much for being here, guys. First of all, talk a little bit about why in Napa, which we think of as idyllic and perfect and beautiful, and and think about these issues in the context of things we read about and that might be happening in in the dark recesses of urban environments somewhere. Why is this something that that really is still important to us here in Napa? Doug, start with you.
1: I just recently uh, became aware of the the depth of this problem, uh, it, it, it crosses boundaries, it crosses county lines. Uh, girls who are involved in sex trafficking who, who have been kidnapped or coerced into it, um, they're trafficked throughout the Bay Area. They said uh, the, the director of New Day is, has said that 42% of all sex trafficking in California is in the Bay Area. So Bay Area doesn't stop at the Napa County line. Bay Area is all of us. Uh, So if you live in the Bay Area and you're interested in this kind of thing, you can probably buy a child. That's the sad truth.
0: And do you think that technology today and the fact that so much is available online and that there's this whole, we were talking before we went on the air, the the kind of dark web that goes on that makes a lot of this this transfer of information and, and all of this trafficking possible? Tracy, Doug, either of you.
1: Yeah, certainly. We live in a culture now that um, allows, maybe encourages, um, greater access to all kinds of things. So, uh, unfortunately, these girls are these girls are the girls that we're
0: rescuing that are being rescued are ten to seventeen years old. <sighs> Tracy, talk a little bit about New Day for Children, the organization, how long it's been around, and what its mission is.
2: Mm, thank you. Um, happy to talk about that. They they've actually been um, around for six years. They've actually been helping, um, to support girls and boys out of trafficking situations for five and a half years. Their main focus was to fill a gap that actually exists clear across the nation. Um, the sad truth, and Doug had referenced this earlier, is that uh, approximately 300,000, um, children are in desperate situations to be trafficked each year. And there's studies that we've, that we have that show that. The The outcome of that is there's less than 100 beds for these children across the country to support them. So we can absolutely rescue them from this environment, but we're unable to actually support their, give them quality care and introduction back into society.
0: And what goes into the rescue effort? To what extent is the organization New Day for Children involved, similar organizations, and to what extent do you interface with law enforcement in that effort?
2: Well, great question again. New Day is connected to law enforcement, including FBI, Doug referenced that as well, across the country. So it's not uncommon for them to actually get um, children that are rescued in other parts of the country. Um, And they, in turn, will work with other organizations in other states because, as I mentioned, there are other beds through other organizations that provide the same kind of care. And if in fact they don't have capacity for a child, they're not gonna turn one away. So they're gonna work with other organizations in other states to support that child. So the types of things that they do, um, much therapy is involved with each one of these cases. And of course the level of therapy is not one that's usually supported in a traditional social services type of environment. Um, Just to briefly describe some of the situations that we've been exposed to. It, the type of therapy that a child might need that has been uh, literally chained in a room. And this is actually a, a story I was informed of this last week. Um, taken at the age of 11, chained in a room for six years, and then was, was found. Um, it, it's hard to imagine the type of support a child like that might need to get incorporated back into society.
0: And, Doug, talk a little bit about, and I know you've been involved in this and you are on the board for, you may still be on the board of uh, News, Napa Emergency Women's Services, the the role that local social service agencies play in, in coordinating and working on some of these issues.
1: Well, I'm, I'm pleased to say that uh, nonprofits in Napa have, have stepped up. Um, we're still recruiting them to join this effort. Uh, so far, uh, we've received uh, commitments of support from um, News, Children's Health Initiative, First 5, Napa County, Napa Learns, um, and others. And uh, it's not a hard sell. You know, Uh, you you talk to people who care about children and you tell them this is a need uh, and that a safe house has been chosen for Napa County mainly because Napa County is a safe place. You wouldn't want to put a safe house in Oakland, for example. You'd want to put it in a safe community. Um, a community where people have been known to step up to help for example the pathway home i mm-hmm. i relate this to post-traumatic stress that uh, we have grown men coming back from the war and uh, the community has stepped up to support these men at the pathway you know the rotary club does bowling and and we we send them uh, financial advisors and mas- massage therapists and, um, and we help them get back to their families and get back into society into the communities and this is what the Safe House does. This is what New Day does, is they, they help these girls get um, get back to trusting. Um, there's a six-step uh, process they go through, but eventually they, they're taught job skills, and uh, they're helped. Um, some of them have gone to college. Some of have gone to Napa Valley College. Some of them have gone to Pacific Union College after they graduate. So the hope is that a new a Safe House will give new hope these girls that they can go on and have normal lives
0: and this is this a safe house just for girls that have been found in or connected with Napa or is this something that is serving the whole Bay Area community based here
1: in Napa it will serve the nation mm-hmm. um, the executive director said um, just the other day he got a call from the FBI in Chicago and um, involved a girl from Iowa who was in Los Angeles and the request went out, could you please bring her to Sacramento? And New Day has a network of people, licensed people, people who are licensed to transport teenagers, you know, bonded and insured people who are uh, trustworthy. And she was taken uh, from Los Angeles to Sacramento and then driven to the facility they have in Northern California. So uh, it doesn't matter where the, the girls come from. It doesn't matter what their background is, rich, white, black, Hispanic, poor. doesn't matter. Uh, all girls are accepted,
0: regardless of religion or right. Tracy, how do most girls wind up in these kinds of situations? How does this happen?
2: Um, most most girls, you know, that's a great question. I would have to say that a, a large amount are are from you know broken families. They there's I've heard st- statistics talk about um, foster children and even those that are in social services. So they will be targeted, typically um, knowing that they have a need. So as, as soon as they're on the street, uh, they're they're litter, they're targeted to be pulled and tempted in many different ways. Um, usually, you're, you're you're finding that they're going to be they're going to be offered something that they didn't get, um, purchase of items, uh, the promise of a new job, um, and hope, and then quickly led into into a scenario where they're being trafficked.
0: Mm-hmm. In the six years that New Day has been around, talk about the increase in need for its services. Is this a problem that is getting larger in its scope or just larger in our awareness of it and in our desire to deal with it?
2: I, I, th- I would say that it's, it's slightly increasing in scope, but our awareness is increasing dramatically. Um, the problem has been there for many, many years. Uh, there are organizations that uh, we've also worked with outside of New Day and been exposed to that are doing this work outside of the country. And there some of those organizations been around for 25 years. Uh, so I, I think I would safely say that the, the awareness of what the problem is has, has come to the, to the communities for New Day, organizations like New Day, to step in.
0: If for both of you, Doug, start. I want to start with you with this, because I want you to put your PR expert hat on in, in this. How do we address this issue and create community concern and community awareness about it? At the same time, we don't create a situation where people become alarmist about it, that we keep it in its proper perspective, but still are respectful and aware of what needs to be done.
1: Well, the context for this concert is peacemakers. Um... The 200 voices that'll be performing on stage at Lincoln Theater uh, represent three choirs. Um, They're from uh, St. Helena Choral Society, uh, Sing Napa Valley, and the Napa High School Chamber Choir. And by involving local voices, we involve local people who care. Uh, I think the five people that are being featured uh, in the Peacemakers concert, the the composer who put this together, is taking texts from Mother Teresa and Gandhi and Martin Luther King Jr. Nelson Mandela Dalai Lama and putting together a message of hope and peace. Uh, I think that's how we reach the community. I think we tell people uh, you know for 35 bucks you have a uh, you have a beautiful venue the the Lincoln Theater. You have we're tr- hoping to get 800 people there. And, uh, you know, the, the money going to the operation of the safe house uh, makes people feel if I just buy a ticket and have a nice evening listening to these voices, I can also do a good thing for, for these girls who have been rescued. I can also help my community. Mm-hmm.
0: Tracy, talk about the, the same question in terms of how to raise awareness, make people sensitive to this issue, but not create sort of a panic about it which sometimes these kind of discussions create in a community
2: you know i just in thinking about that the first thing that comes to mind is i've been the i've been in the valley myself about 17 years and i can't tell you how many times whenever there was a challenge whatever that challenge was the key to it was the relationships that you had Um, and too many times far too often all it took was for me to reach out share what that challenge was and Every time resources and partnerships would come to the table to talk about what they could do. And, and it differs so, so much from one partnership to the next. But once you get, once you're able to share and get the word out, it, it's amazing to see the resources that come. Um, that is so true. To answer your, your question, though, about the, the sensitivity between creating a panic as opposed to an awareness, um, you know, I, I think if we talk about the the outcomes what we're doing to 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 bring resources and assets to this cause that it will absolutely help for us to to be in a mode of um, support and hope for these girls rather than being in a panic of what are we going to do with our own we're we're going to be able to bring some of those well that relationship to them maybe that's the best way to put it
0: where does law enforcement fit into this picture local law enforcement uh, we're doing fact-checking now so we don't overstate the
1: case as far as Napa County goes. You know, we don't want to alarm people into thinking that um, Napa girls are being kidnapped, although that's happened. Uh, the, the problem we often face is um, law enforcement has a certain um, reality, and the reality is if if it's, if it's exaggerated, uh, none of us look good. None of us want that for Napa County. We want to stick to the facts. And uh, the facts are that once in a while a girl from Napa may go with a boyfriend to another county, and that boyfriend might sell that girl unbeknownst to the parents and um, the other The other reality is that sometimes these girls are told by the by the slaveholders that uh, if you tell your parents, we will kill them, and they're intimidated into not telling this is the insidious nature of what's going on.
0: And is this international in scope, or a lot of the the forces behind this, the money behind it, a lot is a lot of it international, or is 30 it 30 million? Well,
1: 30 million in slavery throughout the world, a third of which are sex-related. So you figure the United States has their share of that. That's 300 thousand kids subjected to this.
0: And is this ex- happening exclusively to girls? No, nope. I mean that's the assumption, but I don't no. think that's true necessarily. Well,
1: there are little boys at stake too, and. Uh, we don't, we don't know the real percentage, I guess, but we know that it's, it's happening also. Mm-hmm.
0: Tracy, talk a little bit about how you want people to help besides this event and how people can get involved and, and show their concern. And we'll talk about the event before we, before we wrap up here.
2: Yeah, thank you for that. I, I think wholeheartedly right now, the biggest, uh, biggest help that anyone can give us is just the awareness. Because based on the past here in the, in the valley, living here for so many years, that's all it took was for someone to be aware and and, them, to them, and for them to come to the table and ask what they can do to help. The, the, there's many people that are on the ground trying to connect to find out what, what folks can do to support this cause. But I think if we can just get out there and tell everybody about it, what's happening so they know what's going on, it gives them the opportunity to respond to it.
0: And Doug, talk about the event specifically. I mentioned that it's coming up on the twenty fourth of April, and you mentioned some of it, but just sort of bring everybody up to date on the event itself and what they can do to uh, get tickets.
1: First of all, three choirs will be directed by Jan Lanterman, uh, so you know you know it's going to be top quality. Um, the prices are thirty five dollars, uh, lodge would be fifty, and VIP one hundred and fifty. There's a special um, VIP uh, presentation beforehand. At the intermission, uh, there will be a uh, children internationally known children's choir that uh, will perform, and uh, the kind of choir that will bring tears to your eyes. So, uh, it, it's it, I, I would say it would be a good way to spend the evening in Napa Valley. You're getting quality entertainment. Um, there may be a little bit of. of uh, message giving regarding trafficking during the concert you know there may be a few minutes of hey folks this is why we're raising the money but mainly it's a night of entertainment
0: Right, okay. and wine of course well, you can't I forget that sure. you've always got to mention wine Doug.
1: <laughs> right right <laughs> how, how silly
0: <laughs> tracy would you, you want to add to that at all in terms of the event
2: um, I, we're excited about it it's been a lot of work but it's so great to see all the details coming together and we're, we, we think it's going to be very big. We've already managed to actually sell quite a few tickets and have yet to ask anybody to buy any. So it's a great sign to start off this event with.
1: We're also going to have soprano uh, Reka Shahabi Yagmai, mezzo-soprano Megan Scheibel, and tenor Gennard Lombardozi. So three soloists in addition to the three choirs and the children's choir.
0: And where, New Day for Children, where is it based? Where is Alamo, it
1: Alamo, California. Uh-huh.
0: So it's It's a Bay Area-based organization.
1: Right. They have a good, good website, newdayforchildren.com.
0: Great. Well, I thank you both very much for coming in and uh, telling us about this event and about the organization, New Day for Children. Doug Ernst, Tracy Calkins, thank you so much. Thank you. Well, thank Appreciate you. it. Thanks for listening to NapaBroadcasting.com. Napa Valley Radio for the way we live now.